0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The gospel that we heard today uh, from John gives us the the first words that Jesus says in John's gospel. Up until now, there's been either the narrator has been talking, John himself. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We heard that a couple weeks ago, and then. He goes on talking about John the Baptist. Today, we finally get to see Jesus acting and and talking in the Gospel. Jesus' first words in John's Gospel are, what do you seek? The first thing that Jesus says in this Gospel is, he says to these two disciples, what do you want? What are you looking for? Now, I'm going to connect this with something else. Also in John's Gospel, and I don't think this is an accident, I think John wants us to notice this. In John's Gospel, when Jesus rises from the dead, the first words that He says are to Mary Magdalene. And He says to her, who do you you seek? Here it's what are you looking for, there it's who are you looking for. Almost the same idea, almost the same words. Jesus the word of god made flesh god incarnate the first thing he asks of us is what are you looking for he wants us to look in our hearts and to ask ourselves what do i really want because if we don't do that if we don't have that kind of self-reflection if we live in a kind of unreflective life we're just going to do what we think we're supposed to without really thinking about it and maybe we're going to waste work and time And effort and emotion. We're going to waste our heart on something that not just isn't worth it, but something that we don't really even want. So the first step, the first thing the Word of God wants us to do, is to think about ourselves and to ask ourselves, what am I really looking for? What do I really want? And the disciples, the two that were following john the baptist and then began to follow jesus they answer in a really interesting way the answer and what i think is a universal way what are you really looking for i'll be really honest if you were to corner me one day and say look in all honesty you're hooked up to a lie detector what do you really want and if you catch me kind of off guard i'm probably going to say i don't know i don't really think about it that much the disciples answer a really good answer. You know the answer? They answer, Rabbi. What do you want? I want a teacher. I, the word Rabbi means teacher here. What do you want? What are you looking for? I don't know. I guess I'm looking for somebody to teach me. What's worth wanting? What is worth seeking? I'm looking for somebody to bring life to my darkness, to to take me out of my ignorance, to show me what really matters in life. Because there's so much around in life that wastes our time, that doesn't matter, that I care about so much, that I put emotion into, that I put heart into, that I put feeling into, that I put time into, that in the end does nothing for me. And that too late in life, I learn, isn't worth it. So what am i seeking i am seeking to understand what i should seek and in order to to answer that question i need a teacher and they, they continue their answer they say rabbi where are you staying they realize they need a teacher not just for a few minutes not just for a few hours they need a teacher to live with them they need a teacher constantly always to teach them all the time about life they don't want to be alone anymore they don't want to be to feel lost anymore. And I think a lot of us pretend we know what we're doing. Pretend we know what we want. But in those quiet moments when all the sound is gone, it gets kind of scary when we come to terms with how little we actually know, even about ourselves. How scary it is to be left alone with those thoughts. And so, the disciples answer, I want a teacher, and I don't want to be alone anymore. I want to be with you. Where are you staying? We just want to be with you. And what happens immediately? Later that day, they stay with him the whole day. And then later, Andrew, one of those two disciples, immediately goes and finds his brother. And he says, Simon, Simon, Peter, Simon, we found the Messiah. There's something special about this guy. This is who we were seeking. And Jesus meets him and says, okay, you're Peter? No, you're going to be the rock. You're you're Simon? You're going to be the rock, which is what Peter means. Jesus gives him a new name, a new identity, a new mission in life. Jesus, when we follow him, gives us our identity. He gives us purpose. And Simon's purpose was to be the rock, the foundation on which the church is built. He finds it only when he meets Christ. He finds his his meaning, his purpose, his identity there, and only there. However, at the beginning of the Gospel, Jesus is not introduced as, Behold the Teacher of God. John introduces him as the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God is the one who dies for our sins. It's not just ignorance, it's not just that we feel lost. It's that we are broken. It's that we have sinned and and pushed ourselves away from God. So we don't need only a teacher. And Jesus is a teacher, but he's not only a teacher. We need a lamb. We need Christ and his sacrifice. We need his blood to bring us back to God. We need God's forgiveness. And that is who Jesus is. Jesus is the forgiveness of God incarnate who sacrificed Himself, who gave His own blood, so that we could be finally no longer alone, no longer lost, no longer in darkness, but finally united to God. These days in the Chaldean Church, starting tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week, is what we call Ba'utha. Ba'utha is a a name of this three-day season that commemorates Jonah visiting Nineveh. And it's three days of fasting, And we fast in the Chaldean Church, we fast until noon. So you can drink water and take medicine, but nothing else until noon. And for the rest of the day, we don't eat meat or any dairy products for three days. Why? Well, we're doing it together. It's something the Church has done for many centuries, and it's a a kind of a warm-up for Lent, which is starting in three weeks. That's one part of it. But why do we fast at all? There's a lot of reasons to fast. And Jesus said, well, no, you're gonna fast when the bridegroom is no longer kind of visibly with you. But why do we fast? Well, Jesus is the Lamb of God. He gave His blood for us. He sacrificed Himself. We're too weak to do that. I'm too weak to do that. But, can I give up meat for a couple of days? Yeah. Is it pathetic? Yeah, it's very pathetic. It's very. But it's what we can do. It's what we as a community can do. Together, it's a very little sacrifice. It's a way to just kind of connect ourselves to the Lamb of God who sacrificed himself for us. We're doing this only for ourselves. Nobody else is going to get anything out of this. But it's a good thing to unite ourselves to, to Christ's sacrifice. So during these days, um, we 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 can pray more intensely, add to your daily prayer, read more of the scriptures, and and kind of offer these these uh, this fasting as a sacrifice to be united to the Lamb of God.